Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God the Father and from the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God, which we will consider today, is our epistle lesson found recorded in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, reading verses 3 through 10, as follows in Jesus' name. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds towards each other, so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer, since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you, and to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe because our testimony among you was believed. These are the words. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, dear fellow redeemed, I believe that everyone likes to be complimented. It feels good, doesn't it, when others appreciate something about us or something that we've done and they let us know. Some compliments, though, are more meaningful, perhaps, than others. If a world-famous chef happens to be in attendance at one of our Mount Olive potlucks and he compliments you on just how expertly you have seasoned your corned beef and noodle hot dish, that would mean a lot. If your mother also compliments you, that's nice, but maybe not quite as meaningful. Being a Christian in this world can be quite lonely and dangerous. It surely was for the early Christians in Thessalonica in Greece. They were subject to frequent beatings and incarcerations and exclusions from their family and from their friends. So they must have greatly appreciated St. Paul's kind and sincere and assuring words. These words of our text are meant also for our ears, too, and we should appreciate them as well. So today, as we look at our text, we'll consider this meaningful compliment. And we say that This is a meaningful compliment recorded here, first because it comes from Christ himself, and secondly, because what he says to us is true, and then thirdly, because this encouragement is so needful. It might be difficult for us 
believers nowadays to grasp just how important the apostles were for members of the early church. The apostles were those men who had been chosen by Jesus Christ himself. They'd been men who actually saw Jesus after he had risen from the dead, and they had been sent out by him as fully authorized and able to speak his message. Now we have the words of the apostles and the prophets printed for us in the Holy Bible. But this was before such a mass production and distribution was possible. And so the words that the apostles spoke to the people were so precious. They were living Bibles and their word was received by people as being God's word. In his previous letter to the Thessalonians, Paul said to them, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. So how thrilling it must have been for the young Christians at Thessalonica to read from St. Paul, the Apostle's own hand, these words of our text. It begins, we're bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. When Paul spoke to them about Uh, their suffering. He spoke to them as one who had experienced suffering himself. So what a compliment for them to read from the apostle, we ourselves boast about you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. This wasn't the a compliment they had to be suspicious of. They knew that Paul had personally risked a lot and that he had suffered a lot in order to bring to them the gospel of Jesus. And they knew that it was really all about Jesus. He was the one who had really given up everything for them, his own life for them on the cross to win their salvation. Behind the love that St. Paul expressed to the Thessalonians stood the love of Jesus. Whatever suffering they might have shared with Paul, they shared even more with Jesus. So as you and I nowadays hear the gospel, we know that this message that we are hearing was first written in holy blood that was shed for each one of us for the full forgiveness of all of our sins. Our loving master Jesus himself stoops down to speak into our individual hearts this word of forgiveness through the inspired writers of the scripture. When you and I read or hear the scriptures, then we should see it as very meaningful to us because it is the Lord's own word that is being spoken to us. It might happen that the compliments we are paid by other people aren't always terribly realistic. That is, the compliment may 
come from a very kind source and be very well-intended, but it may not be entirely based on the truth. For example, during the years before I was married, when I lived as a bachelor, I was a lousy housekeeper and a terrible cook. If someone at that time had complimented me on those things, I would have had reason to question the truthfulness behind that compliment. What Paul writes in our text had to be very meaningful to the original readers because what he told them, though, was absolutely true. Without being boastful or immodest, they could say, yes, we have grown in our faith. Yes, we do seem to love each other more than we used to. Yes, we're holding out as believers despite the trouble we face. They could agree that Paul's compliments of them were true, and yet they knew that the faith and love and devotion that he was applauding in them had really come from God through his word. Like Paul, they themselves could only thank God that these qualities he'd given them were increasing among them. Because if any of this depended on themselves, on their own striving, their own courage, it wouldn't have happened. The Lord says some amazing things to us in his word, amazing things about us in his word. First, he ushers us to the brink of total despair by showing us his holy law and our own failure at obeying it. He shows us that we had not loved him with all of our hearts and minds and soul and strength, and that we have not loved each other as we love ourselves. And because God has printed this truth even in our hearts, in our conscience, we know it's true. So like David, we can only turn away from God's law saying, I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. It leads us to plead with God, don't bring your servant into judgment for no one living is righteous before you. It leads us to say, if you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? After God has displayed to us our own sins and guilt and led us to repent of them, then God comes with a sweet and healing word, a sweet and healing medicine, the gospel. In it, he tells us that every last transgression of ours was laid to the charge of his own son, Jesus, and that Jesus was put under the judgment and the wrath of God in our stead that on the cross that whole shameful record against us was placed under his name. And then by his death there at the cross, he took all of that away, all the guilt and all the punishment that we deserved. It's gone. It's forgiven. The Holy Spirit convinces our timid hearts to believe that all of this is really true. The Holy Spirit persuades us to accept as real, as substantive, these compliments that are paid to us, that in Jesus Christ, you and I, by faith in him, are found faithful and loving 
and loyal to God. We can receive God's praise of us as being absolutely true, for through faith we put on Jesus and we are seen by God as those who have never sinned. So the prophet in the Old Testament rejoiced. He said, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. Thirdly today, the kind compliment that St. Paul extended to the Thessalonians was so very meaningful to them because it was so needful. They needed this word of encouragement. As we've noted earlier, the believers there were living under the weight of some very heavy persecution. They couldn't fight back because they were outnumbered and they knew they shouldn't fight back because they were tied by faith to Jesus who, when he was persecuted and abused, did not retaliate. Paul could console them by saying that God was fully aware of the situation they were in and that one day the tables would be turned and those who were harming them were going to pay for it. He called it a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you and to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. The ones who were harming the Christians would suffer, if not in this life, certainly in the one to come. For Paul wrote, these will be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe because our testimony among you was believed. This relief that Paul promised surely included divine retribution against their persecutors. It's been estimated that currently these days there are probably more persecutions of Christians taking place and more martyrdoms occurring worldwide than at any other time in history. And when you and I hear of these terrible, outrageous acts done against fellow believers, when we hear of entire families being slaughtered for their faith and confession of Jesus, we naturally feel angry, perhaps vindictive, we might fantasize about getting revenge. Well, vengeance is a terrible thing, except when it's in the hands of the Lord who meets it out with perfect justice at the perfect time. Anyone who has ever, for Jesus' sake, been troubled and harmed by unbelievers will one day see God's almighty angels in flaming fire taking vengeance on those who have persisted in willful, stubborn ignorance of God and in the disobedience of their unbelief. The final compliment from our Lord will come that very same day when we will see him glorified and admired 
He will say, well done, good and faithful servant. He will say, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. That's what's waiting for all who hold fast to God's word and who remain strong in their faith to the very end. For in heaven we will stand in everlasting admiration of the living God who gave himself for us, who declares us to be innocent for his sake, who supplies us now with every need. Sometimes when we are complimented by other people, we don't know quite how to react. We might feel a little awkward and embarrassed about it. We might even, out of some sense of humility, deny it altogether. But you should believe this meaningful compliment that is given to you here in these words of our text today because this comes from Jesus' apostle. It comes from Jesus himself. The compliment is true for it is based on the Lord's own righteousness which is credited to you and counts for you and which gives you the strength to live up to your high status as God's own redeemed son or daughter. Hold on to this compliment. Keep it by your heart during these coming hard days before the very end and always be encouraged by this hope of heaven which is ours through faith in Jesus. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore. Amen.